Hello and welcome to the Lights Out podcast, the official podcast of the Formula One Vavil. I'm joined by Callum Owen, Callum McAvoy um, and Matt. I am Joshua and today we're going to be talking ahead of the new season. We're giving, uh, we'll be giving some predictions and making some wild, wild guesses as to one shock thing that may happen this season. Um, so let's get into it um, and we'll start with drivers so Matt sort of where do you think who's going to finish bottom of the drivers championship this season yeah so I've gone for um bottom of the championship I think it was quite an easy one for me um I've gone for Nikita Mazepin um I think with what Gunter Steiner has said to the media during testing he sort of said things like um I don't care where we finish in the championship this year I just want my drivers to learn as much as possible for the new regulations in in 2020 two um so yeah i've gone with mazapin last i just think the way he was in formula two he's obviously the lowest ranked formula two driver coming in this year so yeah i went with uh, mazapin bottom yeah i think everyone collectively agree on that one or sort of yeah 100 yeah, percent. i agree yeah. perfect um and sort of matt you want to leave this one next sort of again 19th yeah so for 19th, um, I think this may be a bit of a controversial one because I've gone with Antonio Giovinazzi. Um, he's a driver for me that I don't really think has a lot about him, to be honest. Um, you know, you never really see him making headlines for any sort of reason. Um, and I think he, I wouldn't say he's overrated, but I, do, I think people think he's probably better than he is. Um, but I wanted to see what kind of Callum, uh, Callum M thought of that one because <laughs> he, he gave a little bit of a smile to, to say, don't agree with that one. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think Giovinazzi probably isn't as good as other drivers on the grid. Yeah, I've got him 15th in my table. I just feel he's going to have a good year. He looked pretty promising last year. I think he finished ahead of Raikkonen in the end, which is not an easy thing to do. And uh, yeah, I just think he's going to get better and better. And, you know, sometimes lesser drivers have more luck than, say, better drivers like George Russell or Mick Schumacher or Latifi. So, yeah, I think Giovinazzi will finish higher, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did finish 19th, as you say. And Callum, uh, the other Callum, Callum Owen, um, what are your thoughts on Giovinazzi? 19th, is that too low for me? Yeah, I went a completely different way of it. I've gone for, sort of, the 20th Nikita Mazepin and 19th Mick Schumacher. Just, I just think the Haas car will be that poor this year that they don't score points and find themselves at the, at the table. And like Callum, I found myself putting Joe and Natsi sort of in that fight for the best of the Class C drivers. I ended up with him 16 behind only George Russell. I think this is, it's vital for him to keep his seat this year. And the way to do that is by beating Kimi Raikkonen. I think this is the only year that he has that chance. How likely, Josh, do you think it is that Joe and is going to be able to get one over on Raikkonen? Because obviously... Raikkonen got a lot of experience, the most experienced driver on the grid, the oldest driver on the grid as well. Has Should he really, is, should he be expected to beat Raikkonen considering how old kind of, and, and maybe maybe not um, out of practice, but maybe Raikkonen maybe getting towards the end of his career might start to be a little bit rusty now. Yeah, Kimi's definitely like the veteran of, of the field, of the sport. Um, but you, you, I think you can't look past the fact that he's raced for Ferrari. And he's been successful with them. And I know they've sort of brought in drivers now. Leclerc came in, replaced him, Science is there now. But 
you don't get to be a Ferrari driver without having some quality about you. Um, I've got Giovinazzi 18th and Kimi 15th, so I, I don't think uh, Alpha are going to have a great season, but yeah, Kim, Kimi should outperform him, um, even though logically, historically, it doesn't really go in that favour. So we've kind of uh, covered Alfa Romeo there in terms of where we think they're going to finish overall. Um, we started talking about Haas um, and Nikita Mazepin. I've got Mick Schumacher in 17th. Um, where are the two Haas drivers going to finish? Everybody agree uh, Mazepin uh, last in the championship. I think one of you said uh, you put Schumacher um, 19th. What are your thoughts on that, Callum? Uh, 18th for Schumacher, yeah. I think Haas are in a bad position going into this season for sure. Uh, but I think Schumacher's got a lot of promise. You know, we know what his dad did, obviously. Uh, and he's come through uh, G- uh, Formula 3 and Formula 2 very well. So, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to see seeing what he's like. But um, I don't hold hopes for a higher finish than 18th. OK, so we'll carry on then going through sort of team by team, um, discussing the two drivers. Uh, next up, so we've done a bit of house. We've done Alfa Romeo. We'll just finish Alfa Romeo with Kimi Räikkönen. Obviously, I've kind of said that he's a, a bit of a, a bit of a veteran and might be a bit rusty. And then I have gone and put him 15 <laughs> in the drivers' championship. So, so I've contradicted myself there a little bit. Um, what do you think about Kimi uh, Callum O? See, I think the perfect time for Kimi to step away would have been at the end of this season because towards the end of the season, it looked as though Giovinazzi had the edge on him. Obviously, out qualified him, went down to the final race. And I just feel like this year he will struggle and it should be his last year in the sport. I think the longer he stays, the longer he risks damaging his reputation. And I don't think that'll be helped this year because I do predict that Antonio Giovinazzi will beat him. It will be close. There won't be point, many points in it. But it'll be, for me, Kimi Räikkönen 17th and Antonio Giovinazzi 16th. Cool. So moving on to Williams, who are kind of the best, I think, out of that bottom three. And, and by the looks of it, maybe have the best car out of that bottom three. Josh is sort of shaking his head a little bit there. He's not too sure about that one. Um, first of all, before we talk about Williams overall, I want to talk about Nicholas Latifi. Obviously, um, it was his first season last year in Formula One. Did okay. Um, didn't really do anything sort of magical that was, you know, out of this world. Where do you think Nicholas Latifi is going to finish this season, um, Joshua? I've got him down in 17. Would you agree with that? <laughs> no, I've... I think he's going to struggle. I think you look at some of the drivers coming up and I know most of them have gone to the higher teams um, or seem to have performed better than Williams did last season. I've got him 19th. I, I just think he's going to struggle. I think George Russell's going to have a bit of motivation about him to get that Mercedes seat next year. Um, and I, I think that's what's going to drive him when he'll score some points in the Williams but I, I don't know. I feel sorry for Latifi. Sort of, he just—he's just there, isn't he? Everyone talks about George Russell, but it's never. Oh, Latifi's going to get the Mercedes seat, or he's going to go to McLaren or something. So, I've got, I think he's going to struggle. Yeah, I think we probably all, would all be in agreement with that. Um, I think maybe I've maybe gone for a little bit too much. I just think with those Haas drivers below him, he maybe could be the best of the rest. Probably for. In your guys' thoughts, um, I still think Giovinazzi is going to finish in that 19th position. Let's talk about his teammate then. George Russell got his chance in the Mercedes car last year. Um, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong in Bahrain. Is he going to have some success in Bahrain this time out? Is he going to be 
instantly in the points. Personally, I don't think so. I think he will score points on a couple of occasions this year. Um, Callum M, I want to get your thoughts on this one. I've gone for Russell in uh, 16th in the championship. Like I said, it will, it will score a couple of points on, on a couple of occasions, um, but I can't see him setting the world alight this year. What do you think, Callum? Yeah, I have him 16th as well. The big question is going to be how quick is the Williams? And truth be told, we don't know because they're on, under new management now. Obviously, Claire Williams and Frank Williams have stepped aside uh, as of last year. The problem with Williams is they've scored one point over the last two seasons. That's not a good omen going into this season. Uh, quick side note, they've also got the worst livery on the grid, which is not going Oh, it's awful. It's terrible. Um, but forgetting that yeah Russell will do well um, he might do very well if say Bottas and Hamilton are unavailable for a Grand Prix and perhaps Russell needs to step into the Mercedes seat as well so taking that into consideration he could get up to 16th or even higher but um, yeah another poor season for Williams I think overall and what about you uh, Callum O George Russell is he going to be hanging kind of at the back again of the grid and, and struggling to score points on a Sunday because he's never he's never struggled on a Saturday. We all know that, you know, this Mr. Saturday nickname that everybody seems to give him. But on a Sunday, he seems to struggle. And do you think he's now going to be trying to close up to the back of that midfield pack a little bit more, Callum? Or do you think he's still going to be you know, lagging behind at the back? Well, I think if it's up to George Russell, he will be closing up to the midfield because he's that kind of a driver. I just... I think the uh, the Williams will have limitations that will prevent him from doing so. He's already he's already come out and said the car's very it's almost like a yo-yo. It's up and it's down, and there'll be certain mm. tracks where they can maximise and look to score points, which I predict they'll do. I do think we'll see George Russell in the points in the Williams this year. However, I still I think the best car in that class C is the Alfa Romeo, and that will prevent Russell from scoring points maybe as regularly as he'd like to in the Williams. Now, I think you're all going to agree with me. Haas, Williams, Alfa Romeo, they're going to be in some sort of order in, in their constructor standings. And we will come on to our constructors' predictions at the end. And those drivers are probably going to be in those, you know, 15th, 16th and below. Now, the ones that gave me the biggest headaches was this chunk of midfield teams. The amount of times, I, you know, I cross one out and went, no, he's going to go there. No, I cross one out, he's going to go there. The amount of times I changed my mind about these midfield teams was unbelievable. Um, so... We're going to talk about AlphaTauri, Ferrari, Alpine, Aston Martin and McLaren. Um, we're going to talk about AlphaTauri first. Uh, Pierre Gasly, a driver I think is very underrated. And I think we started to see that towards the back end of that of last season with his win in Monza, uh, holding off Carlos Sainz Carlos just about. Um, Joshua, what do you think about Pierre Gasly? Where is he going to finish in the championship? I've gone for an ambitious and optimistic 11th for the Frenchman. I don't know. I'm... I'm not Gasly's biggest fan. I don't know. That's just, I've not really sort of felt that sort of connection to him as I have with other drivers. Um, I think you look at some, I think I've gone 10th. Um, again, it's, he's won a Grand Prix. Like he's done well. Um, he won a Grand Prix. So you look at him and say that he should do well. Um, he's probably the number one driver in that team again. Um, with a rookie coming in. So I think midfield is fair, 10 or 11, either of those two. And Callum O, would you agree with that? Pierre Gasly around that kind of ninth, 10th, 11th mark? Or do you see him progressing even higher? Yeah, see, I agreed with you exactly there and I put him down in 11th. In the Alpha Tower, he looks like a really interesting car this year. It's one of the shocks of testing 
However, that midfield is going to be so, so close. And I think for Pierre Gasly to break into that top 10 would really prove how good he is. I think he was great last season, the season he needed after his poor 2019. So I think another season, if he can get around the 10th, 11th mark, he could be looking at a move off the grid. And then uh, Callum, um, the interesting question I want to ask you is, I think you'll probably say no, and I think maybe the other the other two would say no as well. But does Pierre Gasly still have a chance of getting back, in, getting back into that Red Bull seat? Or do you think, you know, after this year, he's got to earn himself a seat somewhere else? Because obviously he'll have been at AlphaTauri for a couple of seasons. Do you think he'll ever get that promotion back to Red Bull? Or do you think, you know, they've kind of seen enough and he'll have to look elsewhere maybe after this season? Well, I definitely think he could uh, get back into the Red Bull lineup for sure. Big question is, will he want to? Does anyone actually want to be Max Verstappen's teammate? Uh, I certainly wouldn't want to be. Um, <laughs> if anyone's watched Drive to Survive, you know Christian Horner is all about Max Verstappen. He doesn't care about the other driver. He doesn't care about Sergio Perez or or Gasly or Alex Albon. You know, he doesn't care about that lot. So if I was Gasly, I'd just do the best job that I can without the Tauri and just try and win a seat at another team. Uh, I don't know what teams might be looking at him. Maybe Alpine with the French connection there, perhaps. Uh, but yeah, if I was Gasly, I'd just do the best job that I can and yeah, hope to get a better seat somewhere else. I think the rumour is kind of that he would go to Alpine. Alpine seems to be quite interested with him. Obviously, we've got that French connection there. Um, and Esteban Ocon, we'll get onto a little bit later, is a driver that I don't particularly rate that highly. And and he's under a lot of pressure this season, especially to keep his seat against you know one of the greatest in Fernando Alonso. But we'll come to that in a minute. Let's talk about his teammate, Yuki Tsunoda, the Japanese driver, uh, who seems to have this unbelievable progression through the youth ranks, um, through Formula 2, Formula 3, all, all these, you know, different series, Asian series that he's come through as well. He, he seems to have spent a year in all of them. Um, I think Sonoda's going to do quite well. He obviously made the headlines in testing. That's probably um, what's kind of drawn me into him. Um, I've gone for him in 14th in the championship. So kind of above the kind of the bottom of the midfield pack, if you like, above, you know, your Russells, uh, your Latifis and, and your Hassan and Alfa Romeo drivers that are below. Um, Callum, oh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, once again, agree completely with you. I do think, I mean, really, it depends on how good that Alphatauri is. I've, well, I know mean, we'll get into the constructors later, but I expect to see it somewhere around sixth quickest. Uh, sixth quickest. But because of just how close his midfield pack is, Yuki Snyder won't be on the pace straight away, which is completely normal for Hurricane expected. And I just think come the end of the season, he'll find himself around 14. He'll be on form, he'll be up to speed but it will be the sort of the getting used to the car that he's that has cost him. Joshua, we can all see each other. I said uh, that Yuki Tsunoda is going to do okay this season. You gave a little smile. Are you not so uh, so optimistic for the Japanese man? When you said you thought he'd do well, I thought you'd put him a lot higher up. I also put him 14. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, no, actually, I, I agree. I think he's coming into a sort of senior sport, new team I think it's going to be very hard to compare him to the other rookies of the previous years um, going into a relatively successful team Norris performed really well Albon got promotion in his rookie season so um, I think 14th I think he'd take 14th now if, if yeah. you say he's going to beat Kimi Raikkonen and George Russell Latifi and Giovinazzi who have been in there for a couple of seasons now will he snap your hand off 
Let's move on then. Uh, a team that haven't been performing to their potential, haven't lived up to their rich history, and that's the Italian um, guys. That's Ferrari. Um, you know, they've had a really bad season last year. The way it ended with Sebastian Vettel was just awful. Um, and I think we all saw that on, on Drive to Survive as well. You know, um, the way he announced that he was leaving on the same day that Ferrari were having this big 1000 race, you know, celebration. Um, Callum M, let's get your thoughts on the man who's replaced him, Carlos Sainz, um, a driver that I really rated at McLaren. But I'm afraid, you know, at Ferrari, it's going to be difficult for him. He's going to have to take a few years to, to get stuck in. Where do you see? Uh, Carlos Sainz finishing in that Ferrari car this season? I mean, it's hard to imagine Ferrari doing worse than they did last year. I guess it is possible, but uh, I've got Sainz ninth, which might be a bit optimistic, but I truly rate him as a driver. Uh, we all saw it at McLaren and uh, even in spells at Renault and uh, Torosso beforehand. He's got the pace. I think he's up there with the best in the grid, but again, it, it's all going to depend on that Ferrari. Is it going to be quick? Is it going to be terrible? We just don't know at this stage. Um, Testing can only tell us so much. So I think ninth is optimistic, but uh, I hope he can do well. I, I like the guy a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, I've got, I think the Ferrari's very, very close together. Um, I've got Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc. I think both have similar potentials. And, you know, Carlos Sainz may be just behind Leclerc in, in his ability and where he is in his career. Um, so I've gone for Sainz in 10. Um, Joshua, Sainz, 10th, any higher, any lower? How's that Ferrari going to be this year? I mean, I've put him down as 8th, but I'm sort of almost regretting that now, sort of retrospectively looking at it. Drivers below him have outperformed him last season uh, in terms of outperform Ferrari. Um, it was announced, you sort of think, oh, you're moving to Ferrari. Historically, the, the best, F I know, best F1 team. Recent years, obviously, Hamilton and Mercedes have dominated but you look at Ferrari and it's they're still an incredible team. I, I just don't know if it's a step up. You look at how well he performed and how well McLaren performed. Um, I've got him eighth. I've I've again grouped the Ferraris within a position of each other, so seventh and eighth. But retrospectively, I think that's way too high. <laughs> I think you make a really valid point there about is this actually a step up from that McLaren car that he was in this season and the McLaren car. Um, that we look like we're going to get this season, which looks to be very similar and, and maybe even just a, a little bit quicker than last year. Um, Callum O, his teammate, Charles Leclerc, how is Sainz going to come up against him? Because you look at that and you don't think Leclerc's number one driver or Sainz is number one driver. Obviously, Leclerc's been there longer, has the longer term contract. How are those two going to do against each other? See, I do, I'll start this by saying I do massively rate Carlos Sainz. With that in hand, I think it will Charles Leclerc will be the clear number one Ferrari driver. Not not even in terms of just on paper. I think on the racetrack he will be ahead of Carlos Sainz. I've gone for Carlos Sainz in tenth, and I felt right when I wrote this. And the more I look at it, I maybe think I've been overambitious. But I've gone for Charles Leclerc in sixth, and that's not because I believe the Ferrari car will be anything special this year. I just think Charles Leclerc is that good of a driver. He dragged last year's car, which was dreadful, onto the podium twice and into, was it sixth in the standings behind Ricardo and Perez? So I think I think Carlos Sainz will have a decent first year at Ferrari. It's definitely a step back from that McLaren. Um, and I think Charles Leclerc will have a strong year in the Ferrari. 
but whether the Ferrari car is a strong car is yet to be seen. Yeah, well, I've kind of made my predictions, maybe judging a little bit too much last year's car and not maybe looking at this year's car as much. So I've gone for uh, Leclerc in eighth and Sainz in tenth. Um, Callum M, what do you think? How are Ferrari going to perform this year, especially Charles Leclerc in particular? Well, I have Charles Leclerc eighth as well. Um, I think they're the hardest team to predict out of all of them. Mm. Uh, based on last season, they should be probably a lot lower on our estimations, but as I said, it, can Ferrari get much worse than they were last season? Um, but as you said, you know, Leclerc and Sainz, two of the best drivers on the grid, in my opinion, and they'll drag that Ferrari up the pecking order if they need to. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how they do. Just quickly, it, do you think it was just the car that contributed to Ferrari? Because it just didn't seem like a good atmosphere around the team with, with Vettel leaving and sort of, like you said, the way he announced it, this sort of atmosphere around that. It almost seemed like almost a season of, oh, we'll say what happens and then we'll rebuild next year for Ferrari. So, like, they sort of, if, he, if they knew he was going, they're not going to sort of be that up for it. I don't know. I, just, I don't know if that dynamic, and I think these two clash as well. I think there'll be a lot of big personality between those two. Like you said, the fight for the number one seat, and <laughs> I reckon they'll crash on track at least once. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting between those two, isn't it? Because, um, you know, Carlos Sainz had this really good relationship with Lando, didn't he? And, and now he's coming to this new team completely fresh, doesn't know anything about them. So that's going to be something definitely to keep an eye on throughout the season. What are you going to come in there, Callum? What, what do you reckon? You've got to remember Ferrari are historically a one-man team. You know, you've got to look at Schumacher and Irvine, Schumacher and Barrichello, uh, Alonso and Massa, you know. And then we saw what happened with uh, Vettel and Leclerc. Uh, in 2019 when they was it 2019 when they crashed into each other at Brazil yeah yeah yep. so as you said we've got two big personalities there's going to be a crash at some stage I'm looking forward to it personally not a big Ferrari fan myself but uh, yeah it's I, I'll be interesting to see who emerges on top probably Leclerc because I think he's the better driver and he's obviously uh, the Ferrari Academy driver as well so uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Moving on then to a former Ferrari driver, uh, Fernando Alonso, who is driving for Alpine this season. Uh, for those of you that don't recognise uh, that, that is obviously, uh, they were Renault last season, uh, rebranding themselves as Alpine this time out. Fernando Alonso, he's back in Formula One. Uh, he was fed up of it pretty much. That's kind of the impression he was giving us last time. Um, he's back this time. How is he going to get on? It's going to be an interesting one. I can't see him having the best season in the world. I don't think he's going to be in the top 10. I've gone for 12th uh, for Mr. Alonso this season. Callum O, uh, Fernando Alonso. Um, also, also 12th for me. I think he came out after testing and said the Alphine was a reliable car, but it wasn't necessarily as quick as they would have hoped. And I think in how tight this midfield battle will be, that, that will cost them. I I expect him and Ocon to have a like a very a relationship very much like the one Ocon and Perez had at Force India. It'll be tight, there'll be clashes. And I do expect Fernando Alonso to narrowly come out on top on that. And I think for him, it's a case of spending this year doing what he can and looking forward to 2020 regulations to shake up the grid for him. 
yeah, I definitely agree with it's going to be tight between those two and, and that relationship is going to be an interesting watch because I've gone for Ocon in just 13. Um, so just one place below him in, in my rankings. Joshua, Alonso and Ocon, are they going to get on? Are we going to see, like Callum said, a repeat of Perez um, and Ocon in, at Racing Point or, or Force India a couple of years ago? I like to be controversial. Um, and I think this Alonso seat is a waste of a seat. Uh, wow. Yeah. He's left, he's left the sport for two years and he sort of comes back in with his rebranded team and sort of, oh, I've sort of found the love for it again. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Sort of, I'm not saying it's a young man's sport but or a young person's sport, but you've left the sport. Let's, let's promote you, sort of get your academies in, sort of get some more experience. And it was great we saw that with the last sort of race, like when Hamilton couldn't race, we sort of saw loads of, you know, like F2 drivers, young drivers came in and didn't perform brilliantly didn't say the word like but they got their chance in f1 and sort of you're bringing back another veteran that you're sort of like you've had your time you've had your success let someone else have a chance um i put him 13th i think he'll finish below Ocon. i've got in 12th but i'm not i'm not a fan of this <laughs> i'm really not it's interesting isn't it because it's not like he's coming straight back into to a championship winning team is he alpine aren't going to be winning the championship this year i think we can all quite safely agree with that and everybody listening and watching will agree with that callum um em what do you think about this is fernando alonso a complete waste of a seat should that have gone to maybe um obviously callum Milot's not even a, a renault academy driver but one of the renault academy drivers that could have come up from formula two maybe uh is a grand new joke is one of them yeah, I completely agree with everything uh, Joshua just said. Uh, yet somehow in my predictions, Alonso is seventh. So I'm obviously seeing something that you guys aren't. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it just when Alonso says something is good, it usually ends up being pretty good. And he is he is coming into the season with a lot of confidence. So he obviously knows something that we don't know about the Alpine team and the Alpine car. So I, yeah, maybe seventh is way way too ambitious for me. We'll, we'll see, I guess. Uh, Ocon, I I like Ocon a lot as a, a person. I don't think he deserved to lose his seat to Stroll that time at uh, Racing Point. But uh, I've got him 11th. I don't think he's going to do particularly well. But for some reason, and I, I completely agree with everything Joshua said, Alonso shouldn't be racing this season. He's too old now. Another driver should have got the chance. Yeah, I think he's going to do really well. I, I don't know why. It's, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? You know, I think that's really opened my eyes, what Joshua said. You know, it's a complete waste for seat. Why has somebody not been given a chance? I was more of, you know, the old school, oh, it's great to see him back. You know, this is um, probably only the second or third season where I've properly followed F1, watched as many races as I can. I've always sort of followed it from afar, you know, from, from when I was younger. So it, for me, it would be the first time maybe properly seeing Alonso throughout a season compared to maybe some of you guys who know him a bit better. Moving on then, let's go to Aston Martin. Obviously, they were my favourite coloured pink racing point or, or Mercedes, should I say. Uh, so the Aston Martin this year, I'm not a fan of the green with sort of pink highlights all over the car. They obviously had a, you know, pretty poor testing session. Um, quite a lot of it was spent in the garage. Um, let's talk, first of all, before we go on to Sebastian Vettel about Lance Stroll. Um, I'm very much of in the uh, daddy's boy um, sort of camp. Um, you know, I, th I think he's obviously 
his dad's um, background is an influence in him being in that team, but I still think he may, he probably would have a seat somewhere else and does have the ability as he showed in Turkey last year. Um, you know, when, when he put the car on pole, I think. Um, so Lance Stroll, Callum Owen, what do you think about him? Where's he going to do? Where's he going to finish this season? I've gone for him in ninth. But to start, I think the Aston Martin livery is the best one on the grid this year. But um, I feel like we've got the same predictions. Once again, Lance Stroll tonight. <laughs> so that of coffee yours. But um, I'm not a massive fan of Lance Stroll yet. I seem to find myself defending him quite a lot. Um, I do think he, by now, is good enough for F1. I don't think there should be doubt around his him having a seat anymore. Um, I feel like it's a big year for him. This is because this is his team. It's his dad's team. This is his seat's not under threat, and this team is around him succeeding. I don't think he'll beat Sebastian Vettel. I think he'll be close. I mean, despite their tough testing, I think Aston Martin will find themselves fourth, just because they had they had a quick car last year, and with maybe not as many changes as you would normally see year to year. I think they will still have a quick car this year, but I've gone for Lance Stroll in nine. And Joshua, would you agree or do you rate Lance Stroll maybe a bit more highly than, than me and Callum have so far? Um, it's an interesting one. It's, he's, he's not my favourite driver on the grid and he's not my ideal podium driver. But you sort of like, if you see him up there, you're like, ah, it could be better than someone else. Um, again, it's he's good enough. He's, sort of, he's proved he's good enough to be in the sport. But I, I, I agree. I think it's harsh. It was very harsh to move him and drop drop another driver just because he does support the team. Um, I've got him in 11th um, below Vettel. Um, but you just, you never know if, if they're going to sort of carbon copy the Mercedes again or if if the rebrand sort of, they're trying to distance themselves from, from, from last season's Mercedes. So 11th, not as good as last year, but just mediocre for a new team, I think. Well, while I'm not a fan of the Aston Martin car, I am certainly a fan of uh, Lance Stroll's teammate and the other Aston Martin um, uh, drive, uh, driver, Sebastian Vettel. Um, I think we are going to see the true Sebastian Vettel this year. I think he's going to come back and prove everybody wrong from obviously last year. Not that he really had anybody to prove wrong because, you know, his car was crap. Um but I do think he's going to be a lot better uh, than last year. And I think he's going to have a really good season. Whenever I've been to Silverstone, Sebastian Vettel is the enemy. Everybody's against him, uh, obviously, because of that rivalry that he had with Lewis. And I've seen him more in the media, you know, the way he is with people. And I've just really warmed him as a person. And that's kind of, he kind of just automatically made me rate him as a driver a bit more. So I've gone for Sebastian Vettel finishing fifth in the championship uh, of the 20 drivers. Callum M, your eyes have widened, you're shaking your head. Talk to me. Um, well, yeah, first off, the Aston Martin is beautiful. I, how dare you criticise it? Um, British Racing Green always does something for me. Uh, don't ask why. Um, yeah, I have Lance Stroll 10th and Sebastian Vettel 12th. Um, here's my, my, my rationale behind that is there's always a team that bigs themselves up in pre-season. And they always go, yeah, we're going to be challenging for podiums. We're going to win a race, maybe. You know, we're going to be top three teams for sure. And they always fall short. Uh, Renault did it a few years ago. Ferrari did it last season. Uh, and this season, it's the turn of Aston Martin. 
if you saw their preseason launch when they had you know Daniel Craig was there and they were giving it the big and like yeah this is this is going to be the best car ever we're going to take it to the next level they're not this is they're flattering to deceive right now um they're going to rock up in Bahrain they're going to finish out the points Vettel is past it he seems like a lovely guy I'd have a beer with him but He's past his peak at Red Bull. He needs the, the perfect car to get the best out of him. And Aston Martin aren't going to give it to him. To Callum saying that maybe Vettel has peaked a lot earlier in his career than maybe other drivers would have. Um, predicting him a terrible, uh, well, not terrible, but a, a disappointing, I think, 12th place finish. I've gone from in fifth, as I said. Joshua, you pulled a face as well. Talk to me about Sebastian Vettel. Not a fan. And I, I don't know if that's if that's almost like the follower of Lewis for as long as I can remember being a fan of F1, I've been a fan of Lewis. Um I don't know, I've he's just struck me as sort of arrogant, sort of dangerous almost to an extent. You look back at a couple of years ago, um, and it's not a fan. Uh, obviously it was it was sad to see him struggle at Ferrari just because of the Ferrari brand as an institution. Um, and again, it's a weird move. It's, I think this is um, Aston Martin and Lauren Stroll trying to improve their sort of standing in the sport. This since the fact, oh, it's like, like you said, like daddy's team, then oh, we've got a, a serial winner here. Um, but I agree with, with Callum, it's not going to work. I've got him down ninth. Um I think it's a better car than a few of the others on the grid, but there's no way, there's no way he's challenging top five. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. I just, I don't know. I, I seem to have just warmed to him too much. And you know, maybe, maybe I also, there's a bit of sympathy in there from Ferrari. I'm not, I'm not really sure why. Maybe it's because I'm not, I haven't been Lewis's biggest fan over the last few years. Callum O, obviously we've had a lot of controversy. Um, you've agreed with me quite a lot so far. I'm assuming you're going to disagree this time. Or are we like-minded? Have you put him in fifth as well? Yeah, see, I'm not that ambitious. Um, <laughs> I rate Sebastian Vettel and I like Sebastian Vettel. He's not finishing fifth. Um, I, I hadn't done an eighth, which I still think in what I, I expect to be about the fourth best car is a reasonable place to be finishing. Um, I think it'll be good. He needs to be in an environment a lot like Red Bull, sort of British team, do it yourself team with a close bond and I think he'll get that Aston Martin when it's something that he's lacked at Ferrari and I think that will help bring the best out of him so I expect he'll finish it. Okay so moving on to the final and arguably from what we've seen in testing the best midfield team um, and the best midfield looking car this season and that's McLaren they've obviously uh, now got the Mercedes power unit in the back of that car um, rather than the one they had last year with uh, Renault was it? Uh, so Daniel Ricciardo has obviously joined them from uh, Alpine or, or Renault as, as they were. I think this is going to be a really interesting one. I'm really going to be interested um, in how Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris get on. Obviously, Lando has been there, you know, a very long time. I'm not necessarily in Formula One, but as kind of a, a one of their in, in their youth program. So Lando Norris. As highly as I rate him, I'm now thinking after what you guys have just said, I may end up swapping Vettel and Norris in terms of their position or maybe um, bringing Vettel down to, to put Norris up. I put him in um, finishing seventh in the championship. 
Lando Norris, British driver. We're obviously all British. We may be Lewis fans, George Russell fans. Is any are any of you a Lando Norris fan, Callum M? I've yet to meet a, a Lando Norris hater. I'll tell you that much. Um, he seems he's one of the nicest guys I've ever seen in Formula One. Um, big question is going to be you know, now that he's in a more competitive car, he can't be a nice guy on the track now. He's got to start, you know, pushing his own weight. I guess. Is he going to finish ahead of Ricardo? No, for me. I think Ricardo's a better driver, but I think it will be close uh, between the two. I've got Norris sixth and I've got Ricardo fourth. I think he's going to crack the top four. So uh, it might be it, it might be a, a step too far, but with the Mercedes power, as you mentioned, McLaren should on paper be one of the quickest teams uh, out there this season. And uh, Callum Ove, Daniel Ricardo. Is he going to beat Lando Norris? I think we probably all agree yes. Um, but by how much is he going to beat him in, in your eyes? Well, talking about Lando Norris, after your almost your adventure up the standings with Sebastian Vettel, our predictions are back on track because I've said uh, Norris seventh as well. Um, <laughs> I think it's a massive year for Norris because he is he's been at McLaren, he's embedded in the team, which is the advantage he has over Ricardo. I don't think he'll beat Ricardo purely just because I think Daniel Ricardo is that good. I think Norris is fantastic. And now that they're in a car that I think is almost getting ready to challenge the front runners, I think we'll see different a different Lando Norris that we saw at times last season, much more ruthless, sort of not so much a nice guy, but a better racer. And I think we'll see that this year. I've gone for Lando Norris in seventh, Daniel Ricardo in fifth, best of the midfield for me. And I imagine it will be quite clear. Yeah, I agree. I think just the experience um, and, and the sheer just driving quality that uh, Ricardo has will, will shine over Norris. And let's not forget, Ricardo is, what, 31 now or something like that? Norris is only in his early 20s and has the potential to, to be even better than Ricardo, by the way. He started in McLaren and in Formula One. Um, I think we can all agree that Ricardo will do better than Norris this season. Um, some of us maybe think it would be a bit more clear-cut than others. Uh, I've gone uh, like Callum M with uh, Ricardo in fourth and Norris in seventh. Joshua, do you think they're going to be any closer or, or any further apart than that, the two McLaren men? I've gone five and six as well. Um, it really hurts to put Ricardo in fifth because this is my favourite driver lineup on the grid, mm. far and away. Um, but I, I think the Red Bull's a better car than this season's McLaren. It, it's the only reason I put Perez above him. But that that would be that'd be two or three points. That would be if 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 Ricardo crashes out um, and Perez finishes above him in one race, is all that's going to separate it. But I, this is my favourite partnership. It's not going to be what everyone thinks it is of all like friendly because they're the two biggest characters. They're two very good drivers. Uh, in a good car. So, yeah, close, very close. And we've talked about Drive to Survive a couple of times already and, and made a couple of references to that. And we don't, we haven't seen too much of Lando in, in the, the few episodes we've had. He's more kind of been in the background of, of episodes. But we've seen a lot of Daniel Ricciardo, especially with that move from Red Bull to Renault. And we've seen how ruthless he is. We've seen how much, you know, he wants to go out and, and get that kind of world championship for himself and, and, I don't think he's going to do that on the clown this season, obviously, but there's definitely the potential in him to do that. Maybe he's a bit past his day to do that as well. But Ricardo is one that kind of the way he acts in front of those Netflix cameras that I'm not 
too much of a fan of. Let's move on then to the top two. We've got Red Bull and Mercedes left to discuss. I think we'll all agree that these are going to be the top two constructors possibly at the end of the season. Let's talk first of all about Sergio Perez. Um, I think a man that I certainly felt very sorry for um, when it looked like he was going to be out of a seat. And then I snapped him up, uh, saw him snapped up by Red Bull. And I'll be honest, I felt even more sorry for him <laughs> uh, having to, to drive that car, which seems to be... Um, Max Verstappen just seems to drive around everything that's wrong with it and somehow get a result out of it and whether Perez is going to be able to do that I'm not sure um, if Perez can have that influence on the car and you know be able to develop it in the way he wants his car to be developed he'll finish much higher than I predicted him but I've gone for Perez in sixth um, Joshua what do you think of that? Um, I, I agree I sort of I, I wasn't on the same hype train of Perez in terms of, I think the way he was treated by then um, by Lawrence Stroll was being dropped for Vettel, who had a terrible season, was poor. Um, and again, I think Drive to Survive really sort of shown off Christian Horner in a terrible light. Whether that's actually Christian Horner or whether it's a character, the way he treated Daniel Ricciardo in Series 1 was horrendous. Um, ruthlessly dropping Gasly for Albon and then dropping Albon with season and a half. It's, it's ruthless. This was the safe bet for him, wasn't it? It was an established driver, a free agent, no links to Red Bull. It's not like you're dropping an academy driver to knock his confidence and you potentially lose him from the sport like you've done with Albon. He's sticking there for a season if he finishes... Above Bottas, great. You keep him if he if he completely is outshone by Max. No harm done. You bring Albon back. You bring Gasly back, or you bring in a you promote um, you promote another academy driver. But fourth, I think it's a better car than the McLaren, so it'll be way off Bottas and Verstappen and Hamilton. So Callum M, Joshua may be suggesting that. Perez is only going to get this one season and this one season only to, to prove himself at Red Bull. And, you know, if, if he is outshone by Max, as jo Joshua said, he may not get that chance in 2022. What do you think about like, What do you think about Red Bull dynamic? How's that going to work out this year? I really hate the Red Bull driver <laughs> system. Uh, it's shameful in many ways. Uh, uh, and we, we were talking about all the driving of Albon, Gasly, uh, but there's so many other drivers they've lost through the system just because of how terribly they've worked it. Uh, back to Sergio Perez. I love the guy. I think he's fantastic and all that. I've got him fifth, which I think would be great for him. I think he'll win a race or two, which would be awesome. I don't see him challenging the Staffin or Hamilton. Uh, perhaps he could creep up to third ahead of Bottas and Ricardo, but you know, it's a new team. He's got to adjust to it. Uh, I honestly don't know if he's going to stay beyond the year. Maybe he has another year while Gasly or Albon or whoever takes more time to develop. But uh, yeah, I think fifth is about fair for Perez. And Calamo, Max Verstappen, are we going to see, maybe not a better Max Verstappen, but Max Verstappen in a better car that will be closer to those Mercedes cars this year? And will Perez be able to get anywhere near him? Good seats for staff better Red Bull. Um, I think that Red Bull will be such such a step up from last year. 
Max outdrove last year's car, I think. But I think this year he won't have to do because I think it looks to be a very good car. I do think we'll see a straight fight between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen for the title. Whilst I don't think Verstappen will win, I think Hamilton will take his eighth title. I think that Red Bull will be up there and that will benefit Sergio Perez. I think I put him fourth just because I couldn't quite put him ahead of Bottas, just because I still think the Mercedes would be a slightly better car. I think he'll have a season-long battle with Daniel Ricciardo and Valtteri Bottas. And he'll end up fourth. And his teammate, Max Verstappen, you're pretty confident that he's going to be challenging for that title. Are you going to agree yeah. with me? I've put him in second. Yeah, second for me. I think he won't... I think it'll be, it'll be a really good title fight, I hope. But, and that's a prediction. I think Verstappen will come a narrow second to Hamilton. And uh, Joshua, you agree? Second for Verstappen? Yeah, I'd put him second. I'm not sure it's going to be as close um, as what Caleb suggested. I think Hamilton's going to... He should drive his way to that championship with ease. Um, I'm not saying Max is a bad driver, but I don't see him winning a world championship in a Red Bull. Even if Hamilton moves on and you get Russell or Ocon or whoever you get in that seat next year, Verstappen doesn't win a championship in a Red Bull. So it'll be he'll do better than Bottas, who I think is it's his last season. Not a fan of him, but second, but but off the pace of Hamilton. And Callum M, what do you think? A, a Red Bull. Um, not going to be these big title challenges that maybe Joshua is suggesting and that other, other people are suggesting that they're going to be, you know, Josh may be saying that they're not quite going to be as close to Mercedes as a lot of people are suggesting they are. What, what do you reckon on that one? Well, I put Verstappen second, but I'm wondering, should I play devil's advocate and say he's going to win now since everyone else has said <laughs> second? Um, now nah, he's going to finish second. Um, here's how I think the season will play out. I think... Red Bull obviously looked very good in testing. Mercedes a bit off the pace. I reckon a bit like 2017 and 2018, we're going to see Mercedes sort of slow off the mark and Red Bull are going to look like title favourites going the first half of the season. And then Mercedes are going to come back and completely dominate the second half of the season and Hamilton will therefore win. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to play devil's advocate and put the staff on top if you'd like. Uh, At least one of us would be right that way. <laughs> good stuff good stuff okay moving on to the silver arrows well they're not really silver anymore but the silver arrows mercedes uh, lewis hamilton valtteri bottas um let's talk about bottas first we obviously had that drive to survive episode um surrounding russia and we had that sort of weird sort of uh sauna scene that made me feel very uncomfortable <laughs> i have to admit um but Valtteri Bottas, seeing how much he wants to beat Lewis Hamilton in that episode, I felt upset for him. And it really makes me want him to beat him this year. Um, I don't think he will, but I I found Lewis Hamilton a little bit unbearable um, over, over the last few years. Something in, him, something in him has changed for me with Hamilton. And as someone that, you know, wanted him and supported him all through, you know, my, my life, really... 2017, 18, 19, something has changed in Hamilton that, that I don't particularly like. And, and seeing how much Bottas wants, like I said, wants to beat him um, has made me 
really want Bottas to beat him. And I do feel sorry for him. So I've gone with Bottas in third. Um, Callum Owen, what are your thoughts on Valtteri? Do you think he has the potential to, to eventually one day beat Lewis? Or do you think Lewis will always be better than him? And maybe he's not the driver that I'm making Bottas out to be. I understand and agree when you say you feel sorry for Valtteri Bottas because I think it must be horrible driving the best car on the grid knowing you're not going to win. Because I think I do think Lewis Hamilton is very clear of Bottas. I rate Bottas, but I don't think he's got a world title in him. I think um, I think Lewis. I I almost I understand what you mean with Lewis Hamilton, but for a different reason. I think the only I like Lewis Hamilton. The only problem I have with him is he wins so often that maybe he gets a bit repetitive. But that isn't. That's not a slight on him. That's almost it's an achievement. Um, mm. I think I think he'll be comfortably ahead of Bottas, and I do think this will be the last year that Bottas and Hamilton are repairing. I think one of them will leave Mercedes at the end of the year. I absolutely agree. I, I can't see either of them. Um, maybe maybe both of them will go. I, I think I doubt that would happen. I think it's going to be one or the other will go. Joshua, what do you think? You've you've obviously made it clear that you're a Lewis Hamilton fan. Um, I've gone off in the past few years can't really put a reason on it can't really pin it down to you know this is why they're, maybe I'm just fed up of him winning all the time what do you think of the two of them? Um, Hamilton's far better driver than Bottas um, who I think is fortunate to be in that seat um, just because no one takes that seat below Hamilton um I know it like Callum said, knowing that you'll be driving the best car on the grid, but but you'll be second driver for that. Um, he leaves the end of this season, whether that's out of the sport or whether whether he's picked up by a mid-table team. Um, I understand what you mean about Hamilton. I think I think it's the ambition and passion in him. He knows how good he is, and compared to the rest of the field, especially for the last however many years, seven years, he's blown them away. Um, he had some close battles, but Vettel's not won a uh, championship since his Red Bull days. He didn't do anything at Ferrari in the grand scheme of things. Um, there's an arrogance there, but he deserves to be arrogant because he's the best driver on the grid, arguably the best driver we've seen in the sport. And it, he wanted to get Schumacher's record, didn't he? He wanted to break all those records, and now he wants to set his own. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him for another couple, two or three years in that seat, maybe with George Russell, nurturing him on to take his place in two or three years' time. But Bottas third, Hamilton. Hamilton walks his championship. And Callum M, would you agree, Hamilton, for the title? Bottas not really going to get anywhere near him, same as last year? I mean, unless I'm still playing devil's advocate if Stafford wins. But uh, no, Lewis Hamilton's definitely winning this title. Uh, Valtteri Bottas third. About fair. Uh, I'm sorry, Matt. You're going to see Lewis Hamilton in the sport for the next two or three years, uh, minimum. Uh, he's got no reason to stop. He's in the form of his life. Um, I don't like making, like, like talking about, like, goats, like, greatest of all time. But he's definitely up there. He's definitely top three. With, I would say Schumacher and Fangio or Senna, that's top four actually this is why I don't get into those debates because I can't decide, but he is one of the best uh, yeah, he's, I don't think he's going to run away with this title like he has in the last few seasons but uh, yeah, he's going to win it, no doubt 
Yeah, I think I agree that he is going to win the title. And yeah, like I said, I, I can't, I can't put, you know, put something on it on what it is that, that you know, has, has put me off him. But maybe it's probably, it probably is just because he, he just can't stop winning. So we've gone pretty much all gone for Hamilton uh, for the title. We've pretty much all agreed on, on kind of the bottom drivers. So we've pretty much, apart from Sebastian Vettel and my prediction, we've all put all the drivers in, in a similar sort of place. Let's move on to the constructors. I think that's going to be very similar to what we've talked about. Um, somebody said earlier, I can't remember, it was one of the Callums, I think, uh, said that Haas have the worst car on the grid. I put Haas in 10th. Um, Callum O, who have you gone for uh, finishing at the back of the pack in terms of the constructors this year? Uh, I think, yeah, I agree with you. Haas will finish 10th. I just think they're a step behind everyone else. I think there's no bad thing about that, right? Surely, because, you know, like Gunther Steiner has said, that he, he wants his drivers to use this season to develop and, and get ready for 2022, Josh. Yeah, if, if Haas finish anywhere apart from 10th, that's achieved us massive success. Um, I mean, if you finish 10th with a brand new rookie lineup, I mean, even if you score a point, that's, that's no mean feat. Um, 10th, yeah, he, I mean, they've got the worst driver on the grid and then someone just hovering above those. Let's put them five, really. And Callum M, the two teams above Haas, um, we've kind of all agreed that Williams, Alfa Romeo and Haas are going to be kind of at the back of the pack this year. Um, I've gone for Alfa Romeo in ninth and Williams in eighth. Would you agree with that, Callum M? Bold by saying Williams weren't going to finish last, but it turns out everyone thinks that. So oh, <laughs> I thought that was my wild prediction. Williams weren't going to be last for a change, but um, no, it turns out everyone agrees with me. Uh, yeah, Alfa Romeo 8. Um, I still don't think that Williams car is very good, but I think they'll have a bit of luck this season to finish ninth. Alfa Romeo get, I don't know, five or six points for a couple of decent finishes. So Okay, so let's have a look at the midfield then. I'm going to go from third to seventh and, and just kind of give my order um, and, and a couple of reasons why. Then we'll go around it and see what everybody else thinks. So for the midfield battle, um, I've gone with Alpha Tauri in seventh, uh, Alpine sixth, Ferrari fifth, Aston Martin fourth, and McLaren third. Um, we'll go back to Joshua, your midfield um, ranking, please. Um I'm so torn. I, I put Afadari seventh. I think Sonoda will bring them down. Mm. Um, then Alpine six, Aston Martin five, Ferrari fourth, but that's only based on my rankings. But and like, I think between Aston Martin and Ferrari, anything could happen. I think Afadari and Alpine are just a bit off them. And Callum Owen, this is going to be unbelievable if you've predicted uh, the same midfield constructors orders. So would, I'll just remind you of mine. McLaren third, Aston Martin fourth, Ferrari fifth, Alpine sixth, Alpha Tauri seventh. Have you agreed with me yet again? So close. So, oh. so close. Um, I went for Alpine in seventh. Just, I, I, as I said before, reliable, but not necessarily fast. Uh, fast. Alpha Tauri in sixth. I think mean, it looks like they've got a good car. I think mean, having Sonoda as a rookie could hold them back, but I think conversely, Pierre Gasly in the form of his life will bring them forward. Um, Ferrari fifth, just because it's so close and 
I'm kind of now just ranking who I think the best cars are to get to my constructors order. So Ferrari fifth, Aston Martin fourth, and then McLaren a clear third. Callum M, any changes for you? Yeah, as I mentioned before, I think Aston Martin are going to struggle. Uh, I have Alpha Tari seventh, Aston Martin sixth, Ferrari fifth, Alpine fourth, and then McLaren third. So, yeah. Cool. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, nodding as we go around for this one. We'll start with uh, Callum Owen again. Um, your top two, Mercedes for me in, uh, at top and Red Bull in second. Agreed? Yeah, shockingly we've agreed, but I don't think that one is so much of a shock. Um, Red Bull, definitely the fav- not the favourites after testing. They look the strongest after testing. I don't think necessarily Mercedes is sandbagging, but I do think they will be the top team this year. And Callum M, obviously you're kind of maybe suggesting that Max could go and win that title. Do you think Red Bull can win the Constructors' title or do you think Mercedes are going to top it? Uh, the devil's advocate in me says Red Bull are going to steamroll this, but no, it's Mercedes. It's Mercedes to lose at this point. Uh, I'd love to see another team win. I, not that I don't don't like Mercedes, but it's getting a bit boring now seeing them win every year. So, yeah, I'm all for a different winner, but uh, it's Mercedes to lose. And Joshua, I assume nothing else really to add. No, again, I said what I said. What I had to say, really, I think I, I think Mercedes walk it, and I think Hamilton walks. Uh, not walked in terms of it's going to be hundreds of points, but I think he's clear. And I think you'd rather be one and three than two and four, uh, obviously. So, although I'm Bottas isn't on his level, that car is better than what Perez has. So, Mercedes won Red Bull two. Okay, we've had a bit of fun. People have, uh, you guys have have uh, taken the mick a little bit with my uh, Sebastian Vettel <laughs> prediction, thinking that's a little bit wild. Um, Aside from everything we've just said, let's not try and repeat any of the predictions we've given. Let's give a, a wild prediction, something that's really unlikely to happen or, or maybe is likely to happen, but there's quite an outside chance of it happening. You're all smiling, so you've all probably got something you know quite funny to say. Let's start with Callum M. What is your wild prediction for the 2021 Formula One season? Uh, I don't know if this is necessarily funny, so sorry to be a downer here, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that... A lot of races are going to be cancelled or postponed from the original calendar that we have now. This calendar is way too ambitious for my liking. <laughs> um, we've already seen Australia push back to the end of the season. Uh, are, are we really going to go racing in some of the countries uh, that they've put down? Uh, they've got this new street circuit in Saudi Arabia, which, by the way, looks terrible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, I could do. We could do a whole podcast analyzing why it's a terrible circuit. Uh, <laughs> That's next week's might... episode sorted. Yay! <laughs> but uh, no, I'm going to say minimum six Grand Prix are going to be heavily postponed or cancelled outright this season. Sorry to be a downer, but it's the truth. That's fine. Fair <laughs> enough. It, it, you know, we said wild, and you know, it, it's quite a sensible thing to say actually because it's impossible to predict what's going to happen in the world over over the next year. Hopefully we'll be sat here in a year's time and, and things hopefully will be a bit more normal. Mm. So it, it's, it's a fair, it's a fair assumption to make. Let's go to uh, the other Callum, Callum Owen, any wild predictions from you, please? Um, I don't know if it's in my head. It makes perfect sense. I don't mean that means it's likely that uh, Gene has will sell has to Dimitri Mazepin for 2022. I think, <laughs> 
I just think you can see, especially in the drivers who survive, I almost feel sorry for Gene Haas because he just sounds fed up and there's a struggling team. And I think he'll look to cut his losses. Dimitri Mazepin will be there, wanted to buy Force India when they went bust and couldn't. I think now he's obviously already he's involved with Haas now, I think. For 2022, we could see Haas fall off the grid to be replaced by well, whatever Dimitri Mazepin decides to do with them. Interesting one. So two off-track assumptions at the minute, and I think I agree with, with Haas there. You you see him again in Drive to Survive. He's always just sort of stood there just looking a bit down and like, you know, do I really need yeah. to be here sort of thing. So Joshua, are you going for an off-track wild prediction or is yours on track? No, I've I've steered the curve and taken it back to the track. Um, it's more wishful thinking than bold predictions uh, that Daniel Ricciardo is going to win at least one race. Uh, I just really like him, <laughs> and you, you never you never know. Lando got a podium. Maybe, maybe the Red Bull collapse and Hamilton gets another penalty, and Daniel storms the victory. But again, wishful thinking. But you never know. McLaren looked decent, so fingers crossed. Okay, and my final one is is on the track. We we never like to see accidents happen. Obviously, in Formula One, um, you know, we we had some bad ones last year, one in particular. But I would, um, without any injuries or anything, I would quite like to see Lewis Hamilton and possibly Max Verstappen. I, I've written Valtteri Bottas, but it's just coming to my head. I would like to see Lewis and, and Max sort of hit each other, and and you know, for both of them to go out, or maybe. Um, it'd be quite funny to see Max go on and win the race or Lewis to go and win on win the race and, and see how the other one does. Uh, the other one that, that came into my head as well, <laughs> I slagged him off earlier. You know, I said he was a rubbish driver, but I've also given Antonio Giovinazzi a podium. <laughs> so that's something <laughs> <laughs> You love it. <laughs> so so if, if Antonio Giovinazzi um, finishes on the podium, I will be putting this clip all over Twitter, Fable.com, uh, <laughs> everywhere um, over uh, at the end of the season. So, cool. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Um, it's been a fantastic uh, conversation. I hope everyone that's listened along uh, has enjoyed it as well. Um, all of us are kind of journalists. We're looking, uh, kind of looking into F1. A couple of us do football and, and other kind of stuff as well. Um, so, yeah, make sure to go and check out all of our work that we do over on Babel.com uh, forward slash motorsports, I think, um, is, is the right sort of link for that. Uh, we're also on Twitter as well. If you go and head over to at F1 Babel, there are two F1 Babel accounts. One of them isn't active, so it's important that you go and look at at F1 Babel. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me, unless anybody else has got anything to add. Thank you very much to everyone uh, for listening, watching. Um, make sure you, you follow us or subscribe to us on whatever it is that you're listening on. Um, some of us may be back for the next episode. Some of us may not be. Um, we're going to kind of, you know, just see who wants to do it and, and mix it up a little bit so, so you get to hear from all of us at Babel F1. But yeah, thank you very much to everyone that's listened. Um, like I said, Leave your, your reviews on your podcast platforms and give us a follow, all that, all that sort of good stuff. So, yeah, thanks very much for listening, watching. I'm going to stop waffling on now. Uh, here's to a good 2021 Formula One season and an Antonio Giovinazzi podium. <laughs> <laughs> That's all from us. Thank you very much, everyone. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.